0: Hey, it's the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdenial. The Black Knight Nation podcast is hosted by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company uh, that's run by Joe Ross. He's a former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, and former Army officer. We thank Higher Echelon for sponsoring this podcast. This is our recap of Army's 42-17 win over Colgate. And, Brendan, we are not late on this podcast because the Mariners are in 18 innings right now and they're on the brink of being eliminated. That's not the reason why we're late on this podcast. Um, I got a new laptop, and it's just not working with StreamYard, and the iPad's not working with StreamYard. So here we are on the the iPhone, the third option here, and we appreciate you dropping by again to uh, share your knowledge of Army football. And first off, guys, check out um, our website, Black Knight Nation. We had a ton of stories on there today. Um, I was able to find out. Didn't go to the game today, uh, full disclosure. Didn't make the game today. Had some family stuff going on. But I was able to find out that at least Tyre Tyler and uh, Tyrell Robinson were out for today's game. Then I find out Isaiah Austin's out for today's game. Then Andre Carter's not playing. Javari Moore's not playing. So all that stuff was on um, BlackOwnNation.com a little bit before kickoff. Um, We had the breakdowns of the Wake Forest game on there. Um, just a lot of, a lot of, I uh, just threw the game story up there with Jamel Jones. Uh, great to see Jamel Jones get the start today. Uh, Brendan, it's something that I predicted, um, last week. Well, I suggested last week after the wake forest game, I'm like, give this guy a start. See what happens. Well, Tyre Tyler is banged up. He, Jamel Jones beats out Cade Ballard for the starting job this week. Finds out he's quarterback yesterday. Cade Ballard practices, has an injured finger going in re-aggravates his injured finger so he's really an emergency guy at best today and so jamel jones has to run the show and uh, pretty much what you expected against colgate right
1: yeah i mean that's that's really kind of the nice story of the day is uh, jamel jones getting the start and um not only that but but running the offense pretty well and getting uh getting over a hundred yards and two Tds for himself, you know uh, most of that came on his first carry which was 75 yards for a touchdown but um nevertheless, you know when uh when you see a guy like him who's who who easily could have left the program for any number of reasons, but he stuck it out and um, you know gets a chance to shine today on uh, on national tv you know against colgate as it is but uh you know some guys never even make it that far so um ha- definitely happy for him for that
0: yeah so it was his first start since october 10th 2020 the covid season uh he started against the citadel so he's now two and zero as a starter and um yeah that first play really gets things going right and then that next drive by army um Hayden Reed steps up and has 63 yards rushing and finishes it with a touchdown. What well, John Marshall scored, Braheem Murphy scored, Markel Johnson scored. Um, you had, you know, a bunch of guys get some playing time toward the end. It was kind of how this, how this game was supposed to go. And now you look at, does a game like this give the team any kind of confidence or give it any team, any momentum? Because, yeah, you're two and four now, but both of your wins over are FCS teams, right? And Louisiana um, Monroe is coming to town on Saturday, and yes, they're going to be better than um, Colgate, but it should still be a team that Army should be on their home field next Saturday. So we'll see how the how the Black Knights respond, right?
1: Yeah, you know, I, um, you know, like mo- multiple things can be true. You know, it's it is. Certainly no question that Army has played a tough schedule uh, up until today to start the season. Um, but I also think that they've been largely not a great team uh, the first half of the season. Uh, but the the great thing for them is that pretty much, pretty much anything, you know, that they would have signed up for as an opportunity is still ahead of them. Uh, you know, uh, 10 games is off the table, but that's, you know, that's always just kind of a stretch anyway. If they if they run the table, they'll they'll win nine and, and meet my season prediction. Um I I I definitely don't have the faith at this point that they'll make that happen, but I, you know, I, I think they'll certainly win at least maybe four more games. And um I think I think it was last week's um Steve K from Crawdads mentioned that there's some rumors that uh, maybe the maybe the NCAA would give them a waiver for the Villanova game since uh, Tennessee took them off the schedule at, at, at such a late stage. I don't know if that's true. I would love it if it was because um, that's certainly that was certainly a situation that was not their fault. That was a situation that was thrust upon them. But, uh, you know, we're still a long way really from yeah. talking about bowl games. They, they got to win the next game. And, frankly, from what I've seen from this team this season, the next game is – remains a challenge so uh yeah let's let's see what they can come up with
0: yeah i mean coach muckin was asked in his press conference about air force already right and you're asking oh no air force already he's like we're two and four we're a desperate team you know we got (laughs) we gotta win every game he said basically he made like a little a baseball playoff reference he said every game every game right now is like a playoff game for us we gotta win we gotta you know, basically they have to survive in advance so to speak and and now you look at you know what's ahead of them and i guess today shows that hey you know so here we go here we go brendan we have two wins over fcs teams right and we have two wins where army did not complete a pass in both games and mm-hmm. for the seventh time in jeff munkin's uh tenure era so to speak army wins a game without completing a pass and they did try to throw it three times and you can argue that the last pass they throw throw uh, uh, Bryson Daly to Miles Stewart probably should have been completed. Um,
1: yeah, that was a tough one.
0: You know, I mean, he had them open, and they just couldn't connect on it. And uh, so they did. It's not like they didn't try to pass. What last the game against Villanova? They only threw once, right? Uh, they they threw three. They threw three times today, Brendan. Three times. Yeah,
1: I think it. I think it was maybe twice against Villanova, but oh for two, nonetheless.
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, today you don't have Isaiah Austin out there, your top receiver. You know, uh, Tyrell Robinson, we still don't know how long he's going to be out with a um with it looked like a knee injury. You know, you don't really hear too much about like what what is, exactly are the injuries on the players, but it looks like it's either an ankle for Austin or a knee for Robinson and Tyre I'm not sure what I think it, his ankle got rolled up pretty good I think at the end of the Wake Forest game, right, Tyre. So um, you know, munkin said in the press conference that this was a game that the guys who were banged up if they didn't have to play now they got an extra kind of week of rest so to speak and see if they can get them ready for uh louisiana monroe and you know at the defense 17 points to colgate i mean i don't know it looked like it was going to be a little bit of a shootout at first yeah yeah
1: like, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if it's really a frustration at this point. It just kind of is what it is, and I don't, I don't remember if I actually said this on the air, but I think it was after the UTSA game. I think I said to you, like, the defense is a problem until they prove that they're not, and to me, they're still a problem. Like yeah. today, the fact that it was as competitive as it was uh, in in the in the first half, like, like this was a game they really just needed to put away at halftime. And, and ultimately they put it away probably in the third quarter, but you know, I really wanted to see the backups out there for longer, but you know, I mean like the the defense gave up six yards of carry to a not very good FCS team. Like that definitely does not inspire confidence going forward. Um, I'm not, I'm not really worried about the offense as a unit. um, Despite losing Despite losing a guy like Tyrell Robinson, it's like, you know what? They still have Aijon Marshall out there and yeah. and other guys who have gotten reps. I mean, really the most important thing today was that guys like uh, Reed, Johnson, Marshall, Williams, that those guys finally got some some solid playing time because you are absolutely going to need them for the rest of the season and into the future beyond that. So, um Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and even a, a guy like Braheem Murphy, right? A guy who's, you know, he's a senior, he's been a starter, and a guy who who steps up kind of now as a starter for um, Tyrell Robinson, and he's a guy who scores a touchdown today. And, um, you know, defense, I guess second half, they shut out Colgate, and they, uh, what, they had a few turnovers. Leo Leo Lowen's having a great year right now. I mean, he's kind of going a little under the radar because of the how many points Army's defense has given up, right? But today he has two takeaways, forces a fumble, uh, picks up a ball that Nate Smith helped um, uh, hit the quarterback's arm, and the ball <laughs> uh, finds its way right to Low in hands, right. And uh, so that's two turnovers there for Army today. Um, you know, I mean, they are playing without two key guys, Andre Carter and Jabari Jabari Moore. So we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens. You hope that you know the, they got to find a way to just get some three and outs, right? I mean, they have to get off the they don't get off the field enough. It seems like, and even today, right. Colgate's having these like kind of extended drives, so to speak, and they're picking up like first downs when if Army's defense can just buckle down and get off the field, um, you know, gets the offense back out. And the offense, what, 457 yards or so today rushing, you know, did what it had to do. And um, I don't know, just got to figure, got to find a way, so to speak. I thought they played a little bit better up front, so maybe, but what's the sample size? What's the comparison really, you know, so I'm not too sure where you stand with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I I would, I would say, you know, like the, the, the defensive unit itself needs to find a way to play better and to just force some stops, you know, like, like no matter, like no matter how you can find it. Um, but also, oh my gosh, uh, like can we find a punter please
0: oh i was going to talk about that cuz that's
1: mean... been cuz that's been such um that's been such an yeah. underrated i think part of the recent success of army is having a guy who can actually change field position and which helps which i mean i mean it literally makes everybody's life easier offense defense what have you and uh i mean from what i saw today like they like Billy Belkey was in there did not inspire conference. I forget the name of his backup but he got in late in the game and and he shanked one as well and it's just like uh, like you got like you got to find a way to get better going forward.
0: I was in honestly I was in and out a little bit had some family stuff going on. I was watching the game but I didn't I thought I didn't know the second guy got in today. So that's that's that's, that's on me but you know when every other kicks off the side of your foot there's a little bit of a problem. And then maybe there's maybe you have to go to another guy or maybe I mean, how do you not punt if you're, like, got fourth and long in your own territory? But I, I don't know. I mean, I know Jeff Munkin just in general doesn't like punting. But, I mean, we talked – I talked at the beginning of the year how much they would miss Christian Anderson, right? And I think they miss Zach Harding just as much right now. Zach Harding was – I mean, he was an MVP of the uh, 2020 Army-Navy game, right? Yeah. Many times, I mean, he was like a guy um, – just informed by our, our producer Ed Diller that the Mariners lost one nothing in eighteen. Um, I yeah uh, I did I did get the word from my family that they gave up a home run in the top of the eighteenth. That's a hard way to go down and end your season. Uh, but we're, we're we're talking about Army here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I know Matt Rhodes is is a punter that they have pretty good hopes for. He's a sophomore. He's also a really good pitcher in high school. He's more of the build of a Zach Harding, so
1: Yeah, he um, was he was the other one who got in today and and he had one punt for 7 yards.
0: Oh, okay, man. And All and, right. and,
1: Bel- and Belky was 1 for 24. So Oh man. That
0: that, that, that that that's that's rough. 15 and a half yards a punt? Is that true?
1: Yeah. Like that might that might be a that might be a record the wrong way for army for punting
0: has to be has to be. Yeah. And you know, there's no conditions today. It's a, it's beautiful out, you know, it's not like you're punting against the wind or, you know, there's, it's rain or anything like that. It's the conditions were ideal at Mikey stadium. So, uh, well, something to like put in, I guess the quick thoughts, uh, my quick thoughts coming up uh, for, uh, the post coverage of this game, but, um, man, I, I don't know really where else we can, we can talk about If you guys are, 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 watching right now and have any comments about the game i saw one of our uh followers in there saying we were back on and we uh bay we got bay back uh watching the podcast um and the live stream here i i, I don't know i just look at you hope that next week right some of these guys that are out are going to come back and we'll see what it looks like but i mean if is hurt I think that Jamel Jones still so hurt. I think Jamel Jones goes again and see what Jamel Jones can bring because Coach Munkin said that he's pretty confident. Like he knows the offense well, of course, being a senior, he can get the te- the offense in and out of plays. Um, the team likes to play, likes to play it, uh, uh, likes to play around him. So, I mean, I thought after last week, give him a shot, and now we'll, I'm not. Quarterback competition probably starts on Tuesday when they go out to the practice field, right? But we'll see what we'll see. I think they they go with Jamel if uh. No, I mean
1: there's a very good chance he could get a second start in a row. It's it's certainly within the realm of of probability, if not possibility.
0: Yeah I, i i think there I think there's a comfort there. I think his pitches were pretty good today, right? I didn't see really much problems with that. I think the reads were pretty good. The fullbacks got involved. I mean, I think they had to have over like 180 yards from their fullbacks today, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, yeah. So,
1: D- it, D- Daly had one pitch that was kind of iffy, but uh, no fumbles on that today at least.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you see with Bryson Daly a little bit of a glimpse of the future, and some people were calling for him to even get a start today against Colgate, you know, just to see what he's got. And, you know, when he got two drives, maybe I think he got two drives today. And, you know, yeah. I mean, we saw him um against Villanova right and he had that run that was taken back by a penalty and did he have another run today that was taken back by a holding penalty today yeah (laughs) I think you're right he busted out another big run I think it was in the 30 and 30 yard and change range and uh a holding penalty on a freshman wide receiver you know I mean it's gonna happen I guess uh but you see like some signs where okay He's getting – good to see him get snaps at least, right, because now he's getting some game reps in now. um, We'll see how the season – you don't know how the season is going to unfold here. You know, they've been through three, four quarterbacks, five, six quarterbacks in the season. So, you know, with Cade's finger, possibly Tyler's ankle, he's number two right now. He was number two today, and yeah, we'll, we'll see with that. And you know what? It was good to see A.J. Williams out there today because I heard a lot about him in the preseason and how they want to get him healthy and I'm like today I was looking I was watching the game I'm like 42 did they move a linebacker to number 42 who is this guy and then I'm like duh it's AJ Williams and you look at his build right he's a decent sized fullback and can run between the tackles and you know maybe is a good like you look at what Markel Johnson brings right he's into that hole pretty fast and he runs with you know, like a low center of gravity, so to speak. And then you can get some power from Reed and Johnson and I mean, and Williams. I'm sorry. And then you got Jarrell Dixon too. I mean, it's good to see these young fullbacks play that maybe they didn't have 100% healthy early in the season.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, uh, well, yeah, Williams got a couple of carries and really flash on one of them, uh, like went for 26 yards. And I think, I think it was just right up the gut, and he like yeah. trucked, trucked either a lineman or a linebacker who was right in front of him, and then just like scampered off for another twenty yards.
0: There he is, Bay Night twenty. We were the fullback play. I thought the fullback play was good. I thought the yeah, fullback let play
1: me, you know, Let me do a quick. Uh, let me do a, some quick arithmetic while you're talking here.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so they didn't have Jacoby Buchanan or Tyson Riley today. They both dressed but did not play. I guess it was going to be an emergency situation if they had to go in. But when you're four or five deep and you're dressing most, a good portion of the team for home games, you can dress six other fullbacks and let, what, four play? They I think they played four four fullbacks in Hayden Reed, Markel Johnson, Jarrell uh, Dixon, and A.J. Williams. So, I mean, there's really no need for Buchanan or Riley to play if you don't have to play them today. They didn't have to. And Reed had that big 45-yard run on the second drive to get them into scoring position. And he finished it, finished the, the second drive with a touchdown. Markel Johnson was darting through the, the defensive line getting to that second level. Um, yeah. Darrell Dixon was running hard and how, how much you got for the fullback. Uh,
1: so I, I assuming, assuming I was looking at the right names, I think they got about 250 <laughs> yards from fullbacks. today. Get out of here. Really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's probably the best production of the season, you know? So, uh, Oh, for and, sure. And it's from your three to six guys, you know, so that, yeah, yeah. You just like, those guys are like, okay, when Buchanan and Riley are a little banged up earlier in the season, man, I mean, those guys just need experience. Maybe they just need game reps. You know, maybe. They're yeah. Just need-
1: that's like, uh, like, so some, something I've been thinking about lately is, and, and this is like, this is kind of like a general, truth like it's not just football but like the hardest thing to do is is not to have success but to maintain success yeah and when you when you're not yet successful but you're on the precipice like you're it's like you're 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 young and you're fit and you're hungry and then once you get to that mountain it's so easy to just become basically fat and uh I I just feel like I, I kind of wish that the that the coaching staff would take more more risks because you know in that in that period when they were first building the Monken program, like I mean, I mean this is just one example, but like Andy Davidson never played a snap of offensive football in college, you know, played linebacker his freshman year, probably saw some field duty on special teams. They they move him to fullback. And it's not like he comes in as a backup to get his first experience. No, like he gets the first carry in the first game against Temple. Yeah. Who who was an absolute boogeyman team for Army for eight straight years, and I, I just feel I just feel like the coaches are so much more conservative now in 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 giving mm. guys chances, and and I just like you know I, I mean like we've seen like this, this offense, whether they pass it a little more or a little less, it works best when you have a number one guy at quarterback and you have a deep rotation of fullbacks and they were trying to make it through the early part of the season with multiple quarterbacks and like two guys, a fullback. And it's like, yeah, I know you're worried about fumbles, but ultimately when you have uh Buchanan fumbling, probably because he's banged up, it's like, What like I? I don't at that point. I don't see at that point. I don't even see the risk in giving other guys a shot. So that's that's just something I've been thinking about lately.
0: No, it's like 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 Bay says. It's a good point because sometimes I you're right. It feels like they are a little conservative, and then sometimes they reach into the bag of tricks with a trick play, and those trick plays are just not working at all. Like the double (laughs) reverse. The double reverse. Last week, what was that on, like, third down? I think you're in Wake Forest territory. I could be wrong, but you try a double reverse and poor, I think it was Brahim Murphy maybe or something, a five-yard loss. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think there is some risk to be, to be played in this offense. I think that – um now we're seeing there are some capable guys there, right? You have some capable guys there. Now let's see them do it against FBS competition, right? Let's see them do it, take the next step and do it against FBS competition. And then you could say maybe this team is going to get better in the second half, Brendan, because now you have a lot of these younger guys that are getting reps. Um, How about uh, Donovan Platt today? Um, I think it was Donovan Platt that knocked away a a pass play today or, or Max DiDomenico, too, today had some breakups. You're yeah, talking a I know Max
1: for sure had one. Yeah,
0: you're talking like a freshman and a sophomore. Uh, Max got some playing time later in the game. Donovan started for his third game. this. he's start this three out of the six games. You had a freshman corner starting, right? So he's learning on the – it's on-the-job training there. You know, it's like seeing Elijah Riley back out there, right? Um, so um, let's see. I mean, maybe these guys – maybe they're going to get better. You know what? I think that – Peyton Hampton's playing a lot better than he has, right? Peyton Hampton played a really good game against Wake Forest that maybe didn't get noticed because of the score, but he was—he made a couple plays that, hey, that's what your linebackers are supposed to do, be around the ball, right? They're supposed to be around the ball when the defensive line does their job. So Peyton Hampton's not a young guy, but he's a guy who's getting better. Lowen's been consistent. You know what you're going to get brought in Broughton, and maybe if you just keep on, I guess, Switching out this defensive line and keeping them fresh, we'll see because they're a little banged up too. And maybe this defense will come along because I think that you know they got some young guys. Will Jeff sophomore guard, started his second game. He's getting some reps there. You're you're young with you know the Marshall, Marshalls, and Stewart in the slot backs. We talked about the fullbacks, and you know, maybe there's Maybe this, maybe this is a team that's gonna end up being a second half team. I know, um, what Jamel Jones was saying. Coach Munkin was preaching to them Sunday after Wake Forest. Here's your new season. We're gonna start a new season. Let's let's go, guys. You know we're o and right now. It's a little bit of a like a little bit of coach speak there, a little bit, but they're one 0 in the second season of Army football in 2022 and. They're, they should be favored against Louisiana Monroe. Um, I know Louisiana Monroe last week played a touchdown game against Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina took its first loss against Old Dominion at home. Old Dominion was watching that game. Beat them, uh, 40, beat them by like 20 points or more. Yeah,
1: it was bad.
0: And it's like Grayson McCall was um, – at one point he got sacked eight times. It was still early in the fourth quarter. So, um, yeah, so, so I mean – you you have the um you can compare opponents like you know do that game, but we you can do that game with a lot of lot uh and Van Davis checking and saying they need to stop the run, that would help right, Brendan that would, that would be a big help yeah, so. and do you overload the box to do that you think or
1: I I, I don't know
0: but, I don't know I mean that's to your, my
1: to ahead. your point though. Uh, I mean, they were, they were by and large, uh, you know, a second half of the season team last year, you know, I mean, they had, they had, uh, the, you know, they, they went, they went over October last year and yeah. I, I certainly was pretty down on them heading into air force and they managed to, uh, to win that game and air force was a very good team last year. They so, were. uh, you know, I mean, as we always say, anything could happen, if they had come back to beat uh georgia state in in a very in in, in in kind of the army way that i think a lot of us saw that could have happened uh i would certainly be a lot more optimistic than i am now but i mean if you know if they look good next saturday uh against louisiana monroe like uh, i will certainly uh take encouragement from that cuz Air force is certainly up and down this season they're not the same team as last year
0: yeah, I, you think Air Force would be pretty strong, and they've had their issues against some teams in that Mountain West. And you know, you know, Brad Roberts is still going to be Brad Roberts. You're going to have to stop Brad Roberts if you're going to beat Air Force, right? So, I mean, don't worry about that in a couple weeks after they get like a, a break after Louisiana uh, Monroe. Um, Got to pick your spots when loading up, overloading the box, says Bay Knight Twenty. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just a thought. It's just a random like. I just tossed it out there. Do you want to bring another safety? You want to bring a safety up to play the run? I mean, just to account for the run. But then you're kind of daring some good quarterbacks in the past that they played right to throw the football. So I don't know if you wanted to play nine in the box against or against Grayson McCall or Sam Hartman. You know, definitely not Sam Hartman. You don't want to do that because of their their delayed that delayed mesh. Um,
1: no. I mean it's certainly, uh, I certainly you know I mean I don't know I, I don't know how comfortable I am with uh RB defensive backs playing more man to man but I certainly wouldn't mind seeing them uh play a little more bump and run coverage against uh timing based offenses I think even that could uh get them off the field a little more often than now Hang on, Sal. You're you're muted. Oh, sorry.
0: Um, we're not. We're, you know, we're not coordinators, right? We're not college football coordinators. They they've been doing this forever, and yeah, I'm an armchair offensive coordinator at best, and <laughs> yeah. you know, I uh, I tend to focus on the offense. Um, and you look at hey, at least I got the Jamel Jones. Hey, played Jamel Jones today, right? Uh, that's about it. That's about all I get, pretty much, when I'm making these predictions and stuff, or just thinking out loud type of stuff. And that's all we try to do here on this, this, these recaps to like break down what we saw, maybe think out loud. And we both watched army football for a really long time, especially in this Jeff Munkin run. We we watched it and, you know, you just feel like there's, there's potential out there. And now it's just like Jamel Jones said at the press conference today, it's like, they know they're a good football team. Now they got to do it every Saturday, you know, and you got to do it every Saturday against not just your your Division One Double A teams. You know you got to do it against the FBS teams. And even, I mean, I wrote it today. And I just feel like, man, because Coach Monk has said on his radio show this week that uh, this game is a crossroads for the program, right? And we're you're you're saying a, a game against Colgate is a crossroads at the program. Well, where are you really at then, right? Where is your mm-hmm. program at? when a Colgate game is a crossroads, but from their start, that's it is what it is. And you look at, so here they are again. Do they really should it's Louisiana Monroe, right? I said this before a game that they should win a game that they should win at home. But now we're here. We go. And there's another, we're at another fork in the road, Brent, Brendan. So um, where, where do they go from here? Basically we
1: have to ask. So yeah. Who knows?
0: Yeah, and, um, great point by Zen Davis. Um, Jamel Jones did have a great game today. Um, man, I mean, that first run. I mean, when you go to the first place, seventy-five yards, and you get a getting an escort from your wide receiver into the end zone, and even saw Marshall's running and shielding guys away. I mean, that's a gr- it's a it was a great way to certainly start the game, and certainly he made an impact and. I tell you, I heard a lot of great things about Jamel Jones when he was at prep school and how really his knowledge of the offense and how he played there. And, you know, sophomore year, he got his chance to start and he got his chance to play during the COVID year. And last year, pretty much, you know what? He's probably third string behind, you know, Christian and Tyer and then him and Kate are probably battling for the fourth string quarterback position. And Christian Anderson played very well for Army last year. So he waits his turn, and today he comes up with a really, uh, really steady performance. You know, really st- seems like he's in control of the game mo- most of the time. And uh, you know, I, 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 we'll we'll see what happens. I know how much they love Tyre Tyler, and they love his toughness and the way he runs the football and the way he operates the team and commands the team. So we'll see when he gets healthy wh- where they go at quarterback. Uh, right now, Jamel Jones is not a bad option, Brendan. I think Jamel Jones is perfectly fine.
1: No, no, I, I would, I would absolutely feel comfortable if he started next week.
0: Yep. So we will see um, what happens. Uh, you know, we'll be back uh, next week with Louisiana Monroe. I plan on attending that game at Mikey Stadium, and we'll have some post uh, pregame uh, coverage and some post game coverage. Special thanks today to Ed Diller for shooting some pregame video and also uh, for shooting uh, photos for the game. Check out the Black Knight Nation website. There's a photo gallery up with some g- great photos of Jamel Jones, Markel Johnson, um, a bunch of uh, um, John Aj- Marshall, a uh, little Quinn Moretsky, a little love for the kicker, a little photo. you got to get the kickers in the photo galleries every once in a while, you know. And uh, so thanks to Ed Diller for that. And, guys, check out our um, – Our social medias, uh, Black uh, Black Night Nation social medias on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Um, And please, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give this video a like. Um, That's how we get our – see at the bottom here, we got the scroll going, what you can do. Uh, Subscribe to our YouTube channel for our latest podcast. Uh, Steve Anderson is going to have one coming up. with um, Jonathan Bowles, he was the punter on the 2010 – our um, Armed Arm Forces Bowl championship team. Um, Jonathan Bowles and his father, Herman, I believe, are coming on this week to the to Black Knight Nation podcast. I believe Wednesday night you want to check that out. Um, hopefully, uh, Louisiana Monroe's quarterback is not a jackrabbit that we can wear him down. I saw that their quarterback, I thought, had a pretty good game last week against Coastal Carolina. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, so, and
1: they, they came within a touchdown of uh, Southern Alabama today, sir. So. Or South Alabama, rather. So I, I, I have a feeling, had another good one today.
0: So I'm not, I'm not giving, maybe I'm not giving them enough credit, Brendan. Maybe I'm not giving them enough credit. So
1: you know, I mean, Army's two and four, they're two and five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some sometimes, uh, sometimes desperation uh, breeds a lot of competition. Not exactly the
0: college football game of the week next week, but you know we'll. Uh... You know, after some crazy uh, games today with Tennessee and Alabama and the like, you know, uh, we'll see. But you never know. Sometimes those games do make up for interesting matchups and do make for some, you know, some something you've never seen in college football before. So we'll see if that happens next week at Mikey Stadium. Hey, Brendan, thanks a lot for jumping up, jumping on. Again, we had some uh, like little uh, device uh, issues and appreciate your patience and uh, breaking down this uh, 42-17 win for Army over Colgate. Black Knights are 2-4. and four. Louisiana Monroe next Saturday at Mikey stadium guys. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back. Uh, ch- look for Wednesday, a, a podcast with Herman Bowles and uh, Jonathan Bulls, And uh, we'll be back here next Saturday. Recapping uh, uh, army, Louisiana Monroe. Have a good night.
1: Beat him.